What do you do if you've lost Justin Jefferson, Devin Achan, or James Conner to injuries in fantasy football? It's time to look at replacements on the Week 6 waiver wire as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironwood. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. My co-host, Michelle, is off today, so I'm taking it here on the waiver wire. We're going to look at the players that you can pick up. It was a big injury news coming out on Tuesday morning, so we're reacting to that. We took some time to break it all down, know what was going on, but we know for sure that Devin Achan, Justin Jefferson, and James Conner, three key fantasy football assets, the first two especially, are going to miss multiple weeks here, opening the door for other players, but also leaving fantasy football managers scrambling for answers. So we'll provide some of those answers as we look at the week six waiver wire targets here. And yeah, it was brutal to hear the news. Uh, Justin Jefferson may end up on injured reserve with that hamstring injury. We'll see about that. Devin Achan getting a second opinion, but the knee is causing issues. And same thing with James Conner, knee there. But we'll see. It opens it up for some other guys that you can pick up. Khalil Herbert and Anthony Richardson, the other notable injuries coming out of week five. So yeah, pretty brutal there. And we will find some uh, guys that you can plug and play in uh, some of those cases and just improve your roster depth uh, lineup potential here with the buys. Uh, keep in mind the Packers and Steelers are off here in week six. So if you had any of those players that uh, you got to look for replacements in your lineup there as well. So we'll get to all that in a moment. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Game Time. Create an account and use the promo code Lockdown NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's uh, dive right in here to the waiver wire priorities. So we look directly in Minnesota to the receiver that will get a big bump up. Jordan Addison, of course, will see more looks. The rookie out of USC playing off TJ Hawkinson. Big bump up for them every week with the targets from Kirk Cousins while Jefferson is out. But KJ Osborne, he's been a capable guy in the past when they've used him. He's been on the field consistently in two wide receiver sets when they've used Josh Oliver and 12 personnel with TJ Hawkinson. Addison has needed way to, to be on the field in those three wide receiver sets. So Osborne has been a regular starter for Minnesota on the outside, and that's where he lines up here. So great matchup this week immediately against the Bears. It is a bummer that Jefferson won't get to go after this team. He kills the Bears, and it's going to be tough, but they're not going to hold back and just say Osborne is not as good and not throw in that direction. So Osborne steps in immediately as a nice wide receiver to play this week. I mean, you pick him up, plug him in. You're not going to get that Justin Jefferson type ceiling, but now you get a couple of wide receiver twos here in Addison and Osborne, and then TJ Hawkinson bumps up higher as a tight end one in fantasy. So a lot of good stuff that can still happen here in Minnesota. I don't think you fade Kirk Cousins, especially in a matchup like this in Chicago. This could be a very high scoring affair between Cousins and Justin Fields. So really good replacement there. Right away, if you're looking for Jefferson help right on the same team. So that's convenient, and that's where you want to prioritize here at wide receiver. And now, 
In that same game, we have Khalil Herbert out, as we mentioned. He's going to miss multiple weeks. We'll see about Roshan Johnson, the rookie out of Texas, was in the shadow of Bijan Robinson as a Longhorn. He's been in the shadow of Khalil Herbert here, not getting the quite the volume that we've been looking for. We've been teasing him to see an expanded role. He might be rostered in a lot of leagues, but still available in a bunch of uh, shallow leagues, 10 to 12 teamers there. Now, concussion is a concern that he sustained that against the commanders in week five on Thursday, but a little extra time to get ready for this game. So he could clear the protocol and play. It's a little bit tougher for running backs to do that. If that's the case, then you're going to go to Dante Foreman, who has to be by default active. He's been a healthy scratch here for the Bears, but if other backs are not healthy, he's got to play here. Again, running back with a potential volume coming right out of the sky here to help you if you've lost a Chan, if you've lost James Conner that you can look at. Now, the guy that you're going to pick up if you've not having uh, James Conner is right on his same team as well, Amari DiMarcado. So all the backups here are very good. Herbert has Johnson behind him, DiMarcado was already cutting into James Conner's looks in passing situations. So now he gets a more expanded role. He was very productive right away when James Conner went down against the Bengals. Tougher matchup this week on the road against the Rams, but still doable with that volume. So James Conner, if you played him, plug and play him as an RB2 every week, you're going to do that with DiMarcado. So again, this is important if you see a handcuff situation developing. I know this was a little slow developing in Arizona because Keontae Ingram was on the team and he was the number two, but he got hurt. But as we've seen DeMarcado get more work, it was clear that he was the number two and the pivot should something happen to James Conner in this new offense with uh, Drew Petzing here. So looking at the situation, it is very favorable here for DeMarcado to get high volume. They don't have a lot of weapons. I mean, you look at Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, everyone's a bit inconsistent, Rondo Moore, Michael Wilson, the like. So DeMarcado is going to be a big part of what the Cardinals do going forward. So another good starting option here as an RB2. Now, Julian McLaughlin, probably the last call on him. Javonta Williams tested himself all the way through game time against the Jets on Sunday, but he couldn't go with that hip injury. They pivoted Julian McLaughlin. I don't think the Broncos cared one bit because he had another big game against the Jets, having some big runs, getting involved in the passing game. He looks really good, and I think this might be just the guy here for Sean Payton. As We know he's got uh, his pet project guys. This was one of them, an undrafted rookie out of Youngstown State. Little guy, but James... Connor in those types uh, are not always for everyone. And uh, you look at Javonta Williams, he's not produced there. And this is more of an Alvin Kamara type player there for looking at Sean Payton and what he can do here. So really a good spot here for McLaughlin to be stay productive. I think they might take their time with Javonta Williams here. It is a tough matchup against the Chiefs who have been pretty shut down, but McLaughlin, we know, catches passes. He can be involved in negative game script. That's where the Broncos have found themselves in pretty consistently this season uh, trying to come from behind with Russell Wilson. So check downs, volume, that's going to be the ticket for McLaughlin. So last call for him probably to be a regular fantasy football asset with a Chan gone. So Johnson, McLaughlin, your Mercado, some guys you can definitely look at there. And again, none of these guys should be available in 12 team leagues anymore after this week. Now, neither should Logan Thomas at tight end. This is a premium tight end pickup this week. Thomas did have an issue early in the season. He's had a history of concussions here as well. So he missed some time. We didn't see much out of Cole Turner or John Bates in his stead. What happened? He came back against the Bears in full bore. And we know Sam Howell loves throwing to the tight end or in the middle of the field to Curtis Samuel and shoes the wide receivers, much to the chagrin of Terry McLaurin and owners of Jahan Dotson as well. So really, 
Logan Thomas show has begun. It's a very good matchup against the Falcons this week. Give up a lot to the tight end. Dalton Schultz had a very good game against them in Atlanta last week. So Logan Thomas, very promising tight end pickup that's there. Zach Ertz still available in a lot of leagues as well. And uh, we'll talk about another tight end who can help you in our second segment. Now, looking at quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford now should be rostered in 10 team leagues as well. He's bringing it here. They have a high volume. He's got Puka Nakua with Cooper Cup and Tutu Atwell. They're going to throw the ball a lot. It is a Cardinals matchup. We saw Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase go nuts on that matchup. Cooper Cup can destroy the Cardinals secondary as well as Nakua, as well as Atwell. So really good play this week. And Stafford building momentum. He's been throwing for high volume. He's had a few 300-yard games and finally had the multiple touchdown game. More to come from Stafford again. Rams defense is going to have their issues. Their running game is a bit inconsistent. Otherwise, uh, away from the goal line and, again, Kyron Williams, those kind of looks. But, yeah, Matthew Stafford, a very good play this week. Uh, I have him in the top ten. Russell Wilson, look, there's going to be some better matchups. I don't love this week against the Chiefs, but he is throwing a ton. This defense continues to stink. He's a volume-based play here. So, again, if you want to roll him out, that's fine, but I think you'll have better replacements if you're playing Jordan Levin. Absolutely no one was playing Kenny Pickett here. So, I think he's for later down the line to stash for depth, not necessarily to play this week on the short week turnaround on Thursday Night Football. And Josh Dobbs, look, the numbers weren't there in the end. He was very inefficient and inconsistent. I don't like him this week against the Rams, but I think he can help. A big bye week coming up next week with six teams off as well. So things to consider, those are going to help decimate the potential starting quarterback options here. So I think Dobbs and Wilson are good enough to look at and stash as backups. But uh, Stafford is the one guy that, of that three that I would play this week 100% against the Cardinals. All right, we'll get into more of the fantasy football pickups that you should be targeting on the week six waiver wire in our next segment here on the show. Before we do that, we got to hear from one of our fine sponsors. If you're looking for last-minute deals for big events, whether it's sporting events or concerts near you, it's uh, hard. You want to always look for the right price and know that you're going to get the seats that you're looking for. Well, you don't need to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets and makes it so easy for you. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive at the stadium or arena. And all prices are shown up to your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. That's always good to know. And you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps on the Game Time app. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute deals. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball. We know that's ramping up. Baseball playoffs are here. Concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Check it out. Very easy to get in on the Game Time app. Just download it. Create an account and use the promo code LOCKEDONFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L. All caps for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed all right it is uh, time to continue the show here on locked on fantasy football and we'll break down here for you more targets on the waiver wire so we'll definitely uh 
give you some help here. Again, we looked at the what to do. Devin Chan, Justin Jefferson, the James Connor injuries that definitely affecting how we're looking at our rosters and how we want to replenish depth. Now, this is more for depth here that we're looking at with this tier of players. Ty J. Spears, I don't say I will play him this week against the Ravens, but came alive a little bit, scored his first touchdown in the NFL, the product out of Tulane, showing a lot more juice than Derrick Henry. Now, we know if Derrick Henry goes down, he's a premium handcuff that's going to deliver big-time results here down the stretch. And the Titans are headed to being in a rebuilding mode, right? It looks like it could be the last season for Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, this offense as we know it. So, Ty J. Spears, very dynamic player. I think right now, at best, you're looking at a flex play from him because his usage is still inconsistent in relation to Derrick Henry. But watch out, a bigger role could be coming. Now, this is another premium handcuff, another rookie. And uh, funny enough, Kendra Miller and Mari DeMarcado were at TCU. Remember, Miller got hurt there in the championship game against Georgia. So we saw DeMarcado. That's the reason that he was on the radar for the Cardinals to be in the NFL. Go figure. Now we're looking at both of these guys on the waiver wire from that championship game. Now, Kendra Miller, look, he is right behind Alvin Kamara. This team wants to run the ball, hide Derek Carr as much as possible with that bad shoulder, with the ineffective passing game. They're best when they run the ball and play defense. And now we know that Jamal Williams is on the shelf. He was hamstrung. He didn't look all that good when he was out there. Kendra Miller has some upside as a rookie. So if anything happens to Kamara and he's a little bit older, he's had some ankle issues, the attrition could happen there. Kendra Miller would be also a fine plug-and-play. So another premium handcuff, and we saw with Dermot Mercado, you want to make sure you're ready to jump on that backup. And we saw that with Julian McLaughlin, too. If that guy goes down as the number one, you want to be able to have – access to those touches so always keep protecting your investments now speaking of investments to protect Devin Shan you can look right on the Dolphins I don't think they're all that excited about looking at Salvin Ahmed behind Raheem Mostert we know Mostert is older than 30 he has his share of injury issues especially to his knee so you got to look at Jeff Wilson Jr another guy from the 49ers that has a lot of speed that also has a history of injuries. He's been on the shelf with rib injury for a while. But his window has been open to return from IR. It's probably a little bit accelerated now that you do not have access to a chain. They're poor Mike McDaniel. So a chain, a chain, however it is. And now Jeff Wilson Jr., JWJ, is someone you're looking at there behind Raheem Mostert, more so than Ahmed. So Ahmed just hasn't been activated. They don't really love him. I think he's just a depth guy behind those two. And now Wilson, we know, fits perfectly into this 49er system. He's got the same explosive ability as we've seen. Following him from San Francisco to Miami, the same thing with Mostert. So Wilson now becomes a guy that uh, will be part of the one-two punch going forward, if healthy, and whatever that is. And it could be as early as this week in the smash spot at home against the Panthers' pathetic run defense. So something to look at there. Now, Josh Palmer was snatched up quite a bit when we had the injury to Mike Williams. Remember that? Uh, it seems like a long time ago, but there was a bye in between. So now... We try to figure out, okay, is Quentin Johnson going to have a bigger role? And look, you might have forgotten about him. They were on a bye. You didn't have enough roster room here maybe to go after an upside rookie such as Quentin Johnson in the first round. But he's going to be the big play guy, stretch of field guy. Palmer is going to be that maybe consistent guy that's out there. So essentially they're going to split it up here. And look, Palmer was getting involved and on the field in 11 personnel anyway when Mike Williams is available. So Johnson really is the replacement for Mike Williams. He just has to rely on more shot plays and big plays and use his body in the red zone. So we'll see if his expanded role happens here immediately against the Cowboys. It's actually not a bad matchup the way that Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuels crushed this without Trayvon Diggs last week. So something to look at. So Quentin Johnson, the role could expand. And again, 
Keenan Allen is older and the attrition is there. So if he were to go down again, and we know that Williams and Allen were both not available for a lot of the season, then you're looking at Johnson and Palmer being a big part of what they do along with Gerald Everett at tight end. So something to look at there with Johnson again. I don't know if I would play him. He's a little bit big play dependent right now, touchdown dependent, but uh, definitely an intriguing rookie. So is Josh Downs. And the pivot right now from Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew really helps Josh Downs in Indianapolis. Why? Because Michael Pittman, I don't know if the chemistry is there. I think Pittman and Anthony Richardson had some decent chemistry, and we've seen it fall off here the last couple of weeks. And Pittman gets a really tough matchup this week against Tyson Campbell. I know Darius Williams, the other corner, is making big plays for the Jaguars. And look, Tyson Campbell is not unbeatable. We've seen Drake London and Stephon Diggs have success in London the last two weeks. So keep that in mind. But Josh Downs might be more of a favorite here for Minshew throwing over the middle of the field. Remember, Minshew was locked into DJ Chark. He gets into one guy and throws to him quite often here. So something to look at. Josh Downs is getting schemed open well. He's very efficient catching all the targets he's got. I loved him at North Carolina. He's got some speed and quickness. And I think he's a tough cover here for the Jaguars in relation to Michael Pittman, who I think will have a lot of trouble with Campbell. He's not an explosive getaway guy the way we've seen with the other receivers such as Stefan Diggs. So something to definitely consider there. The down should be seeing an expanded role. Now, Curtis Samuel has been the most valuable receiver here, along with Logan Thomas over Terry McLaurin, over John Dotson. Partly is because Sam Howell cannot push the ball downfield. This offensive line is not great. These guys are getting covered and smothered. And on the other side, you're looking at the middle of the field wide open. He's scrambling around trying to make plays, find someone in the middle. That's what's going on with Sam Howell. So Curtis Samuel has some wide receiver three value. Say if you're going to plug and play for a Romeo Dubs or Christian Watson or George Pickens, you could get that value. Same thing with Josh Downs this week that we're looking at. Now, the other tight end that I teased that you definitely want to pick up is Tyler Conklin. You look at the chemistry between him and Zach Wilson. That passing game actually came to life a little bit in Denver for the Jets. So something there between those two guys and uh, some big plays downfield. Conklin can also finish in the red zone. Unfortunately, CJ Uzama, who did it here up late. But Conklin has that touchdown potential. We've seen it with the Vikings. This is why they invested in him. They liked him in this particular offense. Now, it's been a different offense because it was uh, the Michael Floor scheme. Now it's a Nathaniel Hackett, but they've also used tight ends well there if you look at Robert Tunyon and some of those other guys in Green Bay. So Tyler Conklin has a very good matchup against the Eagles. Coincidentally, I like Dallas Goddard on the other side, two of the teams that give up a lot of production to the tight end. So, again, pretty good that you can get some value tight end. The tight ends came alive there in week five, and now you have two really good options to think about as uh, top 12 plays this week to start in most leagues in Logan Thomas and Tyler Conklin. Now, we'll get to some guys that you may consider dropping. Yeah, you need to make room for some of these guys. We're battling through injuries. we got bye weeks. We can't hold on to everybody, and sometimes we have to make some tough decisions, and we'll get into that in our final segment. Some guys that uh, we're going to reemphasize to get rid of here this week uh, based on the size of the roster, so we'll do that there. But before we do that, we need to hear from another one of our sponsors here. That's FanDuel. All right, this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Step into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, as we approach midseason, can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. This is a perfect time to get in. Now you have a body of work. You've got stats to 
go on data to analyze. That's only going to help you play at FanDuel and win, of course, as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season here as we go into the second quarter, getting into halftime of the season. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com and check out Moneyline's props and all that good stuff here now. And a better time is right now to get in on the action. All right, it is uh, time to close the show here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. And we need to look at uh, some other guys that you want to consider dropping on your team here and getting off your roster. Just uh, no, you don't want to. Dak Prescott, I don't get it. I don't know why we keep thinking he's a top 12 QB. There are so many guys emerging. Brock Purdy, we had Anthony Richardson before he got hurt. But a whole bunch of guys that are really doing well here. I mean, we have Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff. Some of these guys are even better options right now than Dak Prescott. Prescott is not playing well. This offense is not good right now. They don't have a lot of weapons. CeeDee Lamb is inconsistent. Jake Ferguson, who knows about him? The other receivers, not there. There's some things they got to fix with Mike McCartney and Brian Schottenheimer. I don't think it gets well here against the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers had a big game last week. We know they faced, uh, you know, Connell, I'll say, before the bye. Khalil Mack had the sack rampage there and we know this uh, Cowboys offensive line is not very good so they're a bit compressed that's going to help the Chargers the Chargers struggle with downfield passing teams the Cowboys do not qualify and Kellen Moore is going to maybe speak into Brandon Staley's ear hey this is what Dak struggles with we want to scheme this way this is what Dan Quinn is going to try to do so both side of the ball I think the Chargers are going to take it to the Cowboys this week and Dak is probably not going to like it Dak is maybe pressing trying to do too much he just doesn't fit right they kept saying on Sunday Night Football against the 49ers, they're trying to install this Texas Coast offense, cut down the interceptions. What do you, do you do? You throw those multiple interceptions. Do you really need Dak Prescott on your team at this point? you got to stop thinking about the jersey name and the previous work here. He's just not a very good fantasy football quarterback, and you can use that roster spot on another quarterback or to get help at those other positions. Now, Daniel Jones, neck injury, he's just been disappointing as well. So two guys that have totally – Dropped out here. Interesting. They played each other in week one in that uh, Cowboys-Giants game, and now whew, it's brutal, and then it's a bill. So it could be a Tyrod Taylor revenge game there as uh, Brian Dable also faces his former team, and it could be without Jones. He's going to try to play. He's probably trying to play because he needs to redeem himself, but no, you can't go in that direction. Right now, Prescott and Jones with all the things crumbling around them, offensive line not working, running game not working, compressed offenses, not very good. Similar boats here for Prescott and Jones. You can move on from them. Now, Dalvin Cook, forget it. Dalvin Cook is done here. I mean, look at Izzy Abani-Kanda. He's looking like the next best back after Brees Hall. They also have Bryce Hall on the defensive side with the Jets. But Brees Hall is the number one. He's getting the touches. Dalvin Cook, they realized we didn't need to add Dalvin Cook. This was just a mistake. We just brought in a veteran because he's Dalvin Cook, and he hasn't really done much. So Abani Kanda is going to make him maybe expendable soon. So Dalvin Cook just not working out. He looks terrible with the Jets, and now they lost Elijah Vera Tucker, one of their uh, top blockers there. So that's not good for Dalvin. Uh, Brees Hall can work around that with his explosiveness. Cook is washed. Ezekiel Elliott looks a little bit better. He's not totally washed. He's been involved in the passing game, but Ramondre Stevens is not even getting it done. So Elliott's not going to have value behind him, and it's not like they're pivoting to Elliott from Stevenson. They're still giving Stevenson the opportunity. He has more explosiveness. So just don't look at the matchups. Oh, they're playing Las Vegas. Uh, A.J. Dillon went off. He's a power back. We're going to go there and hope for the best in this matchup. No, I think it's going to be more Ramondre. He had 172 rushing yards, by the way, against the Raiders' defense last year. So 
this could be it here for Elliot. You don't need him even as a handcuff if the main guy is not producing right now. Anyway, Rashid Shahid, yeah. Some of these guys that are on rosters like that, Jahan Dotson, you don't need these guys. I mean, there are just too many guys that are on here that are just inconsistent, don't really have a role. Oda Beckham Jr., don't keep him because of the name. No one's producing here. Zay Flowers is having opportunities. He's dropping balls. Got Nelson Aguilar and Rashad Bateman. It's just ugly. I don't want to have any attachment to the Ravens passing in behind right now, Flowers or Mark Andrews. So no more. Beckham is gone. He's done absolutely nothing in this offense. And just don't hold on to names when there's other guys, as we mentioned, that are producing and can be productive for your team. And Brandon Cooks, oh, the Cowboys passing in. I, I can't say, I guess, less about this. Just not very good. Brooke Cooks, I really like because I thought they were going to treat Brandon Cooks like they did with Dalton Schultz. That's not happening. They're not even treating Jake Ferguson like they did Dalton Schultz. So pretty bad again some of these offenses wow patriots cowboys saints ravens some of these are just very disappointing and i don't want to have as much attachment to them now that we kind of know what we're getting from them week to week all right there's a look at all the positional players that you might want to consider dropping here to create some room for that depth at wide receiver running back tight end but you also have to think of some streaming defenses now here's some that are available the dolphins might be gone in a lot of leagues, but they're playing the Panthers this week. It's a good matchup at home against a rookie quarterback, so something to keep in mind. The Jaguars are looking really good here defensively and making plays, and Arderman Shoe can get some numbers, but the Jags also have some big playmakers. They really came alive. There were Darius Williams and others in London the past two weeks. The Raiders get the Patriots at home. This is a very good matchup. Max Crosby really led the fine pass rush. They got the turnovers there against Jordan Love and the Packers on Monday night, so they may can carry that into a revenge game for Josh McDaniels against Bill Belichick. And then the Chargers, the Cowboys offense, I know they don't give up a lot of fantasy points, but it was pretty bad last week with the interceptions for Prescott. They do have enough big playmakers, right? Khalil Mack, we'll see if uh, Joey Bosa can go in that game. They have Derwin James. I know they moved on from J.C. Jackson, but he was a problem, right? He was getting burned on the back end quite a bit. So that's another sneaky defense that should be able. I also like the primetime emotional bump that you get from them hosting the Cowboys on Monday night there as well. So a lot of things to look forward to here. With streaming defense, it seems like there's some good options every week. And if you want to play the Bengals again, they came through against the Cardinals. That's not a bad spot at home against Seattle with uh, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson against a very banged-up offensive line without Charles Cross and Abe Lucas. So good sneaky play again this week are the Bengals for you. So always streaming defense is available. You don't have to really put waiver wire claims on these guys uh, really as a whole. If you want to look at the Falcons-Commanders game, those uh, defense will be really available as well. Texans also against the Saints. So plenty of options there for you on the waiver wire. But uh, definitely highlighting the Dolphins and Raiders and Chargers is the ones I particularly like for big playmaking this week. And that's what most scoring formats have from that position. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of your waiver wire here for week number six. Uh, Hopefully we'll have uh, Michelle back here to help us uh, break down her favorite part of the week, our running back and quarterback rankings. Then we'll look at our wide receivers and tight ends and give you DFS and price picks, picks of the week to close the week on Friday. That's what we do here every day on Locked on Fantasy Football. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. Your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Programming reminder before we go, football season has a very special show for you. Locked On kicks up his coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Check it out, 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel, including this one. 
Denitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs are the hosts, and they'll break down every game in the NFL from every perspective, including fantasy, betting angles, and more. And also get in-depth local analysis from all our correspondent podcast hosts. So check them out. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on our Locked On YouTube channel as well as the other ones. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Good luck with your waiver claims for week six, and we'll see you as we break down the rankings here for running back and quarterback tomorrow.